everyone. This is Melanie Hempy, and welcome to the Screen Strong Families podcast. Every week we show up to continue to equip you with what you need to move from being at the mercy of screens to a family that is strong. And in our world, we call that Screen Strong. If you are new, welcome. We are glad you are here. We want you to know that the conflict that can come with navigating your kids' screens can come to an end. There is a way out of the confusion, and listening to our podcast is a positive step in that direction. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. We want to further equip you to be confident that you are doing your job well as a Screen Strong parent. Our podcasts have great content, but they are only a small part of what Screen Strong has to offer. Without a community, change will be hard. So please take advantage of our new non-social media membership platform on our site. Today is a perfect day for me to share a short message for you that might make you smile. This is the day before Thanksgiving, and we have so much to be thankful for over here at Screen Strong. I have to tell you about what happened one Thanksgiving over in the Hempy House. It was the year that I was figuring out that kids could do way more life skills than we were giving them credit for. I have two younger boys. Their names are Andrew and Evan, and they were in the fifth grade, I think, at the time. I think it was the fifth grade. And it was a few weeks before Thanksgiving when Andrew announced that he wanted to make all the sides for Thanksgiving dinner. So all the side dishes. (laughs) And I thought, really? (laughs) That's amazing. Could he really do this? I mean, he still had to step on the stool to even reach the kitchen countertop with all the mixers, but he started planning and he was planning and he made a list and he got the recipes and he made the grocery list. And we went to the grocery store and we got everything together. He planned to make my grandmother's dressing recipe, which you know what that one is. We have to cut up all the onions and the celery and it's kind of confusing. And the sweet potatoes, of course, with the marshmallows on top. So that was not a shocker that he wanted to open the marshmallows, the green beans. Oh, and not to forget the famous jello salad. This was also my grandmother's recipe. And if you've ever been to one of our parties, you know that Andrew loves to make the jello salad and he loves to try to sell it to anyone who comes in the door. So he started making all of the preparations to make all these sides. And the morning of Thanksgiving, he got up, he worked and worked and worked, and then everything came together. And I really didn't really help him. I was sort of there to make sure he had everything, but he did it all. He followed the recipes and he did it all. So all the sides were ready and we were all in the den and Andrew came in and uh, I think he even had his like, little apron on. <laughs> and he said, he, he made his announcement, all the sides are ready. We're ready to eat. And then he said something that has really stuck with me. He said, I feel so accomplished. I will never forget the look on his face. I will also never forget that that was a real defining moment for me. And I just started thinking how we are robbing our kids of the joy of the small little everyday wins that are huge in their life. And we are robbing them of the joy of feeling that accomplishment. And honestly, that dopamine hit that you get when you actually are successful 
at a life skill. The lesson here is to get your kids in the kitchen even today to start planning for that meal tomorrow. If you are listening to this the day before Thanksgiving, I just want you to remember that things that seem so simple to us are such a big deal to them. And it's such a stepping stone in the journey that they are on to become self-sufficient, happy, satisfied, purpose-filled adults. I do believe that screens are taking away these opportunities because I think in a normal American household and really any household all over the world that we get busy doing our things and then we let our kids get on their screens and we forget how important it is and how we are robbing them of this feeling of, like Andrew said, feeling so accomplished. So let me get to my point today. It's going to be a really short episode today. As many of you know, we have four children and our youngest two are now seniors in high school. Andrew and Evan are seniors. They both ran for two different offices in student council and student government. Evan uh, was running for student body president. Andrew actually ran for senior class president and he was voted in. And then Evan was running for student body president and he put a speech together. And I really, for a moment, thought, you know what, this Thanksgiving season, I'm going to share this with you. And at first I was thinking about, well, I'll just borrow it and give you the gist of it and tell you how it actually fits the Screen Strong message really well. But then that felt like I would be stealing it from him. So instead of just trying to take the points and reiterate them for a few minutes, what I'm going to do is let you listen to his speech. So let's just take a minute to listen to Evan Hempe as he gives his student body president speech. There's an old quote from the should-be Oscar-winning 2004 film titled Napoleon Dynamite, and it goes like this. Grandma walks in and says, how was school? Napoleon responds with, worst day of my life, what do you think? Now, as trite as this may seem, there seems to be deeper meaning to this than meets the eye. Unfortunately for Napoleon, he is in a school situation where he does not feel a sense of belonging, purpose, or enjoyment that ought to be experienced by all high school students. As for me, I can honestly say that I have never shared Napoleon's view of high school. To think that somebody here could put themselves in Napoleon's shoes saddens me. Today, I could stand here in front of you all and tell you why I am qualified to be your student body president, but I would rather use this time to share something else instead. I am here to share with you what I believe is the best mindset to help make next year one for the books for all the right reasons. I call this mindset the Carl mindset. (laughs) Now, Carl with a K happens to be my middle name as well as the name of my favorite uncle, but it's also a great way to remember what this mindset is all about. Now you ask, what is the Carl mindset? Well, let's start with K. K stands for keep doing what's working. I love this school very much, and I believe that there are many things that we all love about Covenant Day. Building on these existing traditions will bind us together to make us an even stronger community. Next, A stands for ask what can be better. While there are many things that we enjoy here, there's always room for improvement. We know we can never be perfect, but if we all work together, we can all leave Covenant Day a better place than we found it. Third, R stands for respect each other. 
Every person has value and has something to offer. If we all respect each other, then we allow God to use us through the relationships we share with one another. And lastly, L stands for live passionately. School can be very challenging sometimes, but I believe that we need to have fun, as we all do what we love. My ultimate hope for next year is that we will all have fun and encourage each other to live with passion. So that's the Carl mentality, to keep doing what's working, to ask what can be better, to respect each other, and to live passionately. Although simple, I believe this can be powerful. Should I become your student body president, I will work hard to help our student body live out the Carl mentality day in and day out. Finally, I will leave you with this. In the famous words of Napoleon Dynamite's best friend, Pedro Sanchez, if you vote for me, all your wildest dreams will come true. Thank you. Wasn't that a great reminder of what's important in high school? I think he really nailed it. And I think that the Carl mentality is also a wonderful message for Screen Strong. So let's just take a look really quick. K, keep what is working. If you have a system set up in your home that is working for you, for your screen management, just keep doing it. At Screen Strong, we are not about trying to debate how much screen time every kid needs. We are here to help you when you need help troubleshooting. So if you don't have any problems, by all means, continue to do what's working. Sometimes I get parents that call me and they say, well, my child really loves to watch YouTube to figure out how to knit or how to fix their car. I'm like, fine. If that's working for you, absolutely fine. If he gets on YouTube and he's then binging for the next two hours, and that's probably not working for you, but don't use the screen strong message as a legalistic platform to feel guilty over. That's not why we're here. K is for keep what's working. If it's not broken, don't try to fix it. But we know that what may be working today when your kids are in the third grade or the fourth grade or the fifth grade may not keep working when they are in middle school and beyond. I never want parents to think that we're trying to shift their thinking if what they're doing is working. But I do want you to know that the warning signs of trouble are very important, that screen addiction and screen overuse and screen obsession, all of those things can really put us on a bad path. Sometime we think that something is working and it really isn't, and we are the last to know. So if it is working, that's great, but just be aware of the warning signs, be aware, be very in tune to when you wake up the day that it's not working, that you know what to do. So the next thing is A, ask what can be better. What can be better in your home? Use this Thanksgiving little break right now to think about this. I think it's really important for us on a fairly routine basis to think about what can be better. And I actually want to tell you to write it down. It's really important to write things down. This is where we get much 
more context around our feelings. And if we can write down what do we think can be better in our home, it's going to be a really fascinating exercise. So it will be, will it be better to argue less about screen time in your home? That could probably be better. Would it be better to have less screen time just in general? Would it be better to have more time with your kids? Write that down. Would it be better to have more time to enjoy life together, making memories as a family? Just really be mindful about what do we do this year that was really fun that our kids can remember. How about this one? Would it be better if our dinner times were full of conversations and we really weren't distracted at all by any screens, whether it's the smartphones or the TVs, the laptops, iPads, all that? Can dinner time be better? Can our evening routine be better? Are we rushed and tired and are we really spending some quality time? Just think about it. Can it be better? And are screens kind of keeping it from being better? Ask your kids. It's really okay to ask them this question. And maybe it's a good question to ask around the Thanksgiving table. The big thing to remember is that we don't want to keep circling the screen problem in your home. If you can think of how things should be better, then act on that. Do what you can to fix it, to move away from fixating on the problem and actually fixing the problem. We need to lead our families out of the depressing heaviness that we get sometime when we feel like we're just enslaved to the screens. So we need to be the coach and we need to do what it takes to put an end to the madness Go on and make your list. You really need to write it down. Just doesn't have to be a hundred things, but just think about maybe three or four things that you think could be better and what you need to do to start making that happen. The next one is R, respect each other. This is such a great conversation to have with kids of all ages. We all need a constant reminder of how to be kind and respectful of not only the people in our family, but of course, everyone we come in contact with. This is a constant reminder almost daily in the life of a teen because they are so pulled into social media and social media is not respectful. It just isn't. Especially when you're a teenager, it is way too easy to be disrespectful all in the name of humor, mind you. Oh, it's just a joke. Oh, I'm just trying to be funny. No, it's usually very disrespectful. The things that kids share on social media. And of course, the way that this disrespect gets transferred over to their family is very, very sad. The teenage years and all through adolescence is a stage where respect is really hard. It's really hard to understand. They're feeling very inflated with their opinions of themselves, which is very normal. They're feeling very confident. They are wanting to take social risk, and it's really easy to put other people down. But if you are on social media, you are understanding that this disrespect gets celebrated. And that's why we have to bring it up. We have to talk about it. We don't want to talk to them about it in a negative tone. We just want to think, who are are we not respecting when we are on our screen? We're really not respecting the other people around us if we're actually buried in our screen when we're in the company of other people. So we're not respecting our friends. We're probably, if you're a teenager, you're probably not respecting your parents because they probably told you to put it down or to do this and not do that, and you're still doing it. 
we may not be respecting our families if we post tons and tons of pictures of our family, even even our kids on social media. I always cringe. I just think family privacy is really important to continuously respect our family. There may be people in your family, including your kids, that feel very disrespected when you put pictures of them doing things that they would rather be kept private. We disrespect our dinner time when we have our screens out. We disrespect our talents. We are more talented than social media. Remember, any toddler can scroll social media. Most of all, I think we really disrespect ourselves when we get on too much social media and we're playing too many video games. We are not respecting who we are and who we are as far as what, like Andrew said, what areas we can feel accomplished in. Talk about who can we respect more. Our elders, of course, our teachers, our coaches, our neighbors, and what can we do to just be more mindful of that? So ask the question, do phones and video games cause your kids to respect you more or less? And the big question is, should we allow things in our kids' lives that cause them to disrespect us? That's a really good question. The answer is no. We shouldn't allow anything that causes our kids to disrespect us. So now we're giving you permission to let that be the test. Get rid of the things in your kid's life that are causing them to stumble, that are causing them to disrespect others, you the parent, and themselves. Finally, the L is live with passion. And this is the essence of the Screen Strong message. So it is a perfect way for Evan to close out his speech for his high school speech. But let me tell you, this is the perfect, perfect example of the Screen Strong lifestyle. Live with passion. Screen Strong is not about banning and taking things away from our kids. We are about opening big doors for them to help them find their passion. Video games and social media really can't be a passion or a hobby because they are harmful. So don't let your kids convince you that their screens are a healthy passion. We have to find the healthy passions that we need to expose our kids to. Again, we are not at Screen Strong. We are not about banning and taking things away. We are about introducing and opening doors, like I said. So while passion can lead you to grow and improve yourself, an obsession will exert a negative influence in your life. So when your kids kind of, I don't know, start arguing about Video games are my passion. Social media is my passion. We have to be the parent and we have to be the coach and we have to say, you know what? This is not helping you grow and improve yourself as a person. This obsession is actually negatively influencing your life. So it cannot be a passion. So what does passion, living with passion mean to you? What does it mean to your family? What passions fit your values? Maybe write these things down on the list that you've got going. Does screen entertainment really fit your values? Probably not all the way. 
to our family, our values and our passion kind of circles around going for the gusto, setting a high bar, setting high standards, trying new things, meeting new people, being gracious, being very welcoming and non-judgmental to everyone that comes into our life. I'm always telling my boys, go for it. And especially when they were in middle school and looking at all the different activities they could do, you know, everyone else was on their phone and their video game. I told them, you have a huge advantage. You have a huge advantage to win the spelling bee. Put your head in it and study. How about the school government offices? <laughs> How about just winning at beating your own grade in a certain class or working on your mile time? Eventually, you're going to get a great job one day just because you are being passionate. You are trying harder than everyone else. There are so many things to enjoy when you are a teenager. <laughs> Live with passion and just enjoy the stage of life where you have so much time to try these things and to develop all these healthy passions. So I love this last one, the live with passion. The L is live with passion. And you know what? You will have more passion when your life isn't sucked dry from wasting so much time on your screen. Never again will your child be able to walk through so many open doors. So please take advantage of that. So tomorrow when you are sitting around the Thanksgiving table, use the Carl principle for a conversation starter who, by the way, as Evan said, his favorite uncle, my favorite brother, he is the most wonderful brother in the world, by the way, <laughs> just in case you were wondering. So remember, K is keep what's working. Talk about what is working and what is not working in your home. A is ask what can be better. Don't get critical. Just stay positive on this one and make your list about the things that can be better in your home. R is talk about what it means to respect the people. In our age of sharing every hurtful private thought, it can be a very disrespectful environment. So let's talk about and let's teach our kids what it means to be respectful. And L is to talk about one thing new that you can do as a family to live passionately this holiday season and even into the new year. Maybe learning a new hobby, camping as a family, biking to fun places as a family, taking art lessons together, cooking lessons. Your imagination is the limit. What is your homework today? Please remember us in your end of the year giving this year. We are a nonprofit educational organization and we depend on the support of people like you. But I want you to ditch the screens this week and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the perfect time to do a digital detox. The 30-day challenge will show you how to do this and that is located in our Connect group on our site. Give yourself an early Christmas gift and join our Connect group and get the course. And then finally, if you are cooking, give each child a job and have them make a side or decorate name cards for the Thanksgiving table. Don't let the screen steal your kids this Thanksgiving. We are so thankful for you and your commitment to be a part of our community. 
We love having you here. And we are so thankful that many of you have joined this movement to be screen strong and reclaim your kids and reconnect your families. So until next time, stand up for your kids, stand out from the crowd and stay strong. Thank you.